there is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hey, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and this is the show at Freight Waves where we focus on value chain decarbonization through a lens of freight, fuels, and energy. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Convoy's corporate sustainability analyst, Kiana Van Wace. Kiana, how are you? Good, good, Tyler. Thanks for having me here today. I'm excited to be talking to you. Thank you. It's going to be a fun conversation. I'm excited to kick it off by learning more about you and your role uh, and prior experience to joining Convoy. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about what I do at Convoy and also why this space is so interesting to me. Um, So like you just said, I'm the corporate sustainability analyst uh, uh, supporting the work under our head of sustainability here at Convoy. Um, I really focus in on managing reporting and disclosure efforts to ensure that Convoy is living its sustainable values and making progress against our own environmental and social impact goals. Um, But my favorite part about my job is the opportunity to work with our shippers to really understand their sustainability targets in logistics and then talking about it in the next year, three years, and then by 2030 of what they're trying to achieve. And then really identifying how Convoy can help move the needle to help them achieve their carbon reduction goals. Um, As you know, sustainability is a long-term journey. And the space is rapidly changing as the latest climate science continues to move the needle on where our targets need to be. Um, In addition, the regulation happening in this space is still really in its infancy um, for determining how to measure and manage emissions. Um, Yeah, and at Convoy, all of our jobs are really centered around empowering the freight industry to ship responsibly and create efficiencies in trucking, while also to help our customers meet their environmental goals by reducing unnecessary carbon emissions while reducing empty miles. Kiana, that's great. Thank you for the background. And I I have to continue to applaud the work Convoy is doing in this space. Most listeners will know that I'm a a major fanboy. Uh, I think Convoy is applying an outside lens through a tech perspective and focus to solve some of the biggest problems we've seen for decades in freight. Um, And whether it's no empty miles or applying you know these tech tools and empowering the long tail of drivers and operators to be more efficient and reduce waste and be more profitable. I, I just think it's really laudable and I want to continue to see it scale. Another area I love that Convoy uh, resources itself on is doing the research, understanding where the market is headed, polling the customers and, and fleets to really understand what the needs are and how Convoy can help make a difference. Why don't we talk a little bit about the recent report that Convoy came out with, um, if you want to explain what it was, what the findings were, um, and then we can you know, tear it apart a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'll first start with really the reason for why Convoy conducts this study. Um, sustainability is core to Convoy's mission, which is to drive zero waste in the transportation industry. You know, There are over 87 million metric tons of wasted CO2 emissions from empty trucks. And we've set goals against avoiding empty miles that flow within our digital freight network. But in order to achieve these goals, we need to better understand how our carriers are thinking about approaching sustainability in their business. Our carriers are a major part of us achieving uh, our goal of avoiding carbon emissions and driving efficiencies in our network. Convoy is really in a prime position to learn how carriers are thinking about sustainability since we're connected to tens of thousands of drivers across the country. 
And we really want to ensure that their voices are heard. And it really helps us to stay on the forefront of new issues facing truck drivers, such as the state of our geopolitical um, situation, socioeconomic and climate state. They're all rapidly changing. And the great thing is we as a digital freight broker actually have this unique opportunity to be able to engage in conversation with both our carriers and shippers to really understand the challenges they are facing and then bring that knowledge to the other side of the market to share these insights and really break down the barriers and pave ways for sustainable solutions. So to conduct this study, every six months we distribute a survey to the network of carriers that are actively hauling with Convoy to learn about the perceptions of trucking companies on adopting sustainable technology and practices. Um, while also understanding the barriers truck drivers face when it comes to incorporating sustainability into their business. Most recently, in August of 2022, we surveyed 588 small and mid-sized trucking companies across the U.S. to collect a snapshot of sustainability in trucking and published the report earlier this month in October. The survey participants included dispatchers, drivers, and owner-operators, and all of these results were self-reported by the participants. Um, and then to get into kind of the key findings of this survey, we had some really interesting results. Um, one of the key findings of the report was around the personal motivations that drive pressures to reduce carbon emissions for carriers. Uh, carriers reported awareness of environmental impact of carbon emissions as the top reason for reducing carbon emissions. And this actually diverges from earlier this year when we surveyed in March of 2022, where government regulations was actually cited as the top reason for reducing carbon emissions. And we're thinking that this was likely due to the SEC climate disclosure rule being proposed at the time. As inflation continues to rise and gas prices remain at near record highs, truck drivers are increasingly concerned about their operating margins. And we see this when carriers identified that reducing operating costs um, as another highly ranked reason for reducing carbon emissions, had increased by 7% compared to our last survey in March. Um, we also saw that carriers who feel pressured to reduce carbon emissions in their businesses are 50% more likely to be tracking or reporting them in their business today. Um, another interesting finding is that a misconception across the industry from logistics providers, brokers, and even shippers is that they perceive that carriers are actually not willing to provide information about their vehicles to improve carbon emission tracking, or that it's too difficult to track down this data. And we've actually heard this a lot in different working groups over the past year, including the FreightWaves Carbon Working Group, in addition to the Smart Freight Center's GLEC uh, 2.0 Methodology Working Group, um, where we learned that the entire logistics industry is having challenges of acquiring detailed data on some of the basics, including make model, type, and fuel efficiency um, of, of vehicles running in their network. However, like our survey ended up revealing an interesting insight that might actually be unique to Convoy in the way we posed the question, but we learned that our carriers are willing to provide Convoy um, data to understand emissions. 45% of carriers are actually willing to provide fuel efficiency data of trucks to convoy to track carbon emissions. And this is a big deal. Um, if we can get 50% coverage of the fuel efficiency data for the active carriers in our network, that drives a significant improvement in the data quality and accuracy of the carbon emissions data 
we can actually provide. And also, one in five carriers are actually currently tracking and reporting carbon emissions today. Thanks, Kiana, for that. I, I do want to circle back on the one of the last points you just made around the value of high-quality primary data in this space. Listeners have heard me harp on it for a long time. If you're not reporting and measuring, you're off to a very slow start and you're not helping anybody. So this is a, a table stakes in my mind for future operators in this space. Shippers, um, once they are obligated to report and disclose scope three, will no longer be satisfied with conservative estimates and emissions factors. We're going to want to constantly continue to improve the quality of the data. So it's encouraging to hear that carriers, a large percentage of carriers even, are willing to share some of that data that's needed. Um, Because what we've seen in some of our research, and I'm sure you have as well, is you can get as accurate as you want at a shipment level. But if you're using estimates on emissions factors, you could be off by a factor of, you know, 40, 50% on your carbon accounting numbers. So it's it's really encouraging for me to hear that. I'm curious, what sort of next steps is Convoy taking um, as far as trying to operationalize some of that data? Are carriers already sharing data with Convoy to be passed on to shippers or are y'all still in development stages of, of something bigger? Yeah, so we actually um, launched earlier this month Um, We've been hyper-focused on understanding the true emissions impact down to the load level within our network. Um, So for us, Convoy, uh, as a digital freight broker, our own carbon footprint is very typical of a software or tech company in this space. But we, we understand that we really want to impact the greater industry, which is why we're trying to drive zero waste in transportation. With that, we are going above and beyond to make sure we can understand the um, the emissions that are happening in our network and being able to provide that information back to our shippers. So in pursuance of that, um, our, we actually received GLEC accreditation. We're one of four um, in-house tools in the world that have actually been received this um, standing. And we're really excited about what this means for our shippers. It completely changes the conversation that we get to have with shippers today. And now that our data is GLEC accredited, um, which essentially means it aligns our methodology with the gold standard of logistics emissions reporting. And this really ensures that our shippers are getting some of the most accurate and transparent scope three emissions data in the industry to leverage for business decisions and corporate reporting needs. And then for those who are not familiar, um, GLEC, uh, a funny acronym, is the Global Logistics Emissions Council Framework, um, and the Smart Freight Center provides the accreditation. And we're really not stopping here. Receiving the accreditation is simply a foundational step on a longer-term journey for Convoy to continue to improve those data collection methods. And so we're working, um, we're working diligently today to actually. Um, scale up the collection of this information and using the insights from this report to actually um, be able to provide a service back to our carriers too, and not only our shippers. So to be able to start providing those carbon emissions data down to the load level for our carriers and also our shippers. Um, And we're really excited to see where these conversations can start to take us with our shippers. Extremely cool. Yeah, I know that's a big deal and took took a good amount of effort for you guys to finally get over the hump with that accreditation. So congratulations to you and the, the whole organization. When we think about not stopping there, as you just said, so we know measurement's huge. We know reductions are vital. 
where does Convoy see the biggest opportunity? And are there other, um, I know in reducing empty miles and Convoy's unique model and approach allows for that waste to be found and accounted for and fixed. Are there other models or other solution sets that Convoy's looking to propose in the future as far as reducing faster? Absolutely. So we in our report, we actually double clicked into um, what it takes to transform heavy duty vehicles to zero emissions. Um, we know that efficiency is one of the most scalable solutions that we have today, but we really wanted to dive into what are some of the barriers that are facing carriers today into actually getting into electric vehicles? What are the cultural shifts that need to happen? What are the economic shifts, political shifts? that really need to be in place to make that happen. Um, one of the findings of the report, and this should come to no, at no surprise, is that fuel economy continues to be the leading concern across the industry when deciding to purchase a new truck. In March of 2022, 82% of carriers actually listed that as a top concern. And then 80% of carriers listed it as a top concern in the most recent survey in August. Um, even though many parts of the economy are tightening their spending, that isn't necessarily what we're seeing with the long tail of carriers. You know, nearly 70% of survey respondents are planning to make a new truck purchase within the next three years. And what was interesting to see was that of that 70%, over a third are considering purchasing an alternative fuel truck. Um, only 23% of respondents said that they have no plans to purchase a new truck which is a 10% increase from the March 22 survey, likely due to inflation and fuel prices. And while we know that electric and hydrogen trucks play a vital role in decarbonizing the trucking industry, there are still many challenges that need to be overcome before we get to widespread adoption, expected in the early 2030s. According to in 2021, according to the Global EV Outlook by the International Energy Agency, it stated that less than... 1% one per, one of all heavy-duty trucks registered in the U.S. were electric vehicles. This really displays how much of a journey ahead we have um, to make model availability, affordability, economic competitiveness, you know, the widespread infrastructure for charging, continued policy support, and, and improved technical viabilities for these vehicles. Also in our survey, the most commonly reported barrier to entry into electric or hydrogen truck market is the cost. Uh, more than half of respondents, 54% said that tr the trucks are simply too expensive to purchase. And it really is pricey. Um, I dug into the numbers to look into how much an electric vehicle costs for um, a heavy duty truck. And we can actually glean a few ballpark numbers on the costs of a heavy duty EV from some recent press releases. Um, for example, the Port of Oakland recently acquired 10 Peterbilt 579 EVs at a cost of $5.1 million. And if this does represent the true purchase price, not including maintenance contract, for example, it would translate to $510,000 per semi-truck. And it's not just the truck of the uh, cost of the truck that's expensive. As we have more conversations with carriers, we um, decided to actually add in insurance as an option for this survey. And the high cost of insuring an electric or hydrogen truck was also cited as a barrier 22% of the time. Um, carriers are also still very concerned about 
the limited charging or refuel, refueling infrastructure, which tied at about 37%, and then also the time it takes to refuel. And last, um, this is a conversation that's been had for a long time around electric vehicles, but range anxiety um, remains a very high concern for those in the industry at 32%. Wow, those are big numbers <laughs> when we start thinking about the impact if we're trying to roll out thousands and thousands of these. Um, it, it's comforting, not comforting, it's reassuring to hear them fleshed out in a you know statistically significant survey of a large percentage, not a large number of um, your carriers that are saying these things. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, a lot of those concerns, I think, have been top of mind for the industry when it comes to electrification for a long time. It is interesting to see how the numbers shifted from the March report to August, uh, because during that time, we did see a lot of, you know, uh, policy pass, right? Whether it was IRA, uh, whether California was fleshing out its ACT rule on, on um, removing combustion vehicles from new car sales beyond 2035. I'm sure all of that is front of mind for these carriers as we're thinking about how we roll out and where we roll out these trucks. How can, can Convoy or digital brokers or um, shippers, especially beneficial cargo owners, try to support that transition um, how do you guys think about trying to move the ball down the field and get these trucks on the road? Absolutely. Actually, so we both attended Climate Week um, in September. And one of the um, themes that was resonating throughout that week is the spirit of collaboration and being a leader in this space and moving forward when um, you don't necessarily know all of the details of bringing these things to life. And one thing with that collaboration is starting to really architect pilots in this area and starting to figure out what are the challenges that we need to overcome as a digital freight broker, partnering with our shippers and carriers to figure out where can we actually start to roll out um, electric vehicles? What is the infrastructure needed? What is the insurance requirements needed? How can we get that vehicle um, to have the volume it needs. Um, and then also setting up, there's just a whole new set of challenges around um, bringing this to scale. And that's something that we are very open to um, partnering with OEMs and shippers on essentially defining how, like the, how do we do this on a small scale, but keeping in mind how, if, if we can't just do a one-off pilot that works in one area that isn't a scalable solution, that's not going to help us in the long term to get to this um, widespread adoption in 2035. So really what we're focused in on is how can we take something and architect it in a way that is scalable for us to um, have across our entire network. So that's definitely something that we're working towards um, and very open to these types of partnerships um, in the spirit of collaboration. I think that's the magic word. Collaboration here is the the big unlock. We understand, well, maybe even few people understand how the costs roll up. We all know that the customer ends up eating the cost of everything that's in the supply chain up to that point. Um, and we all know that we're heading for um, potentially a long two to three years, depending on recession fears and interest rates, how, how the economy is going to react. When we're talking about freight, Oftentimes, depending on the, the supply chain and the end cost of the goods, it, it 
could be just a relatively small piece of the end product. And so I know a lot of times when customers are thinking about hard to abate sectors, the green premium um, needs to be at least contextualized within the supply chain that it falls under, whether it's chemicals or steel or iron. These are big, big trillion dollar projects when we're thinking about decarbonizing the entire space. But at the end consumer level, when we spread that cost around and collaborate in that way, if people want to think about it in that format, um, it does seem like it's an easier cost to bear. I'm curious your your feeling on that as we talk about just green premiums for the space in general. Do you think that's that's right? Do you think that's the path people will go forward as we're trying to decarbonize freight and logistics? Yeah, I mean, sustainability is really critical for our customer base. And, you know, transportations are taking more leadership of sustainability outcomes. Um, one thing you've heard over and time again, we are trying to work to reduce empty miles in the freight industry, which does actually lead to a green premium in a way for the end consumer. Um, they're paying that additional cost that it um, takes to transport the items that they're purchasing. And they're seeing that in the, um, the grocery store when they're buying um, milk and these daily items that are needed, that cost is actually being, um, the uh, consumers are bearing the front of that. Um, I'd be interested to see how a green premium impacts our industry. We do know that transportation is um, 27% of all the emissions here in the U.S. and 26% of that um, 27% actually comes from heavy duty trucking. And so we have like a massive opportunity here with these small efficiencies that we can drive. We actually see that we can reduce empty miles at Convoy from 35% down to 19% which is a 45% reduction, which can mean, which can translate into a massive reduction in costs for consumers if we're able to scale this across the entire industry. That is huge. When you think about that, you know, a quarter of a quarter uh, and then reducing it by 45%, you're talking about, you know, 3% of our freight emissions here in the U.S. are are just low-hanging fruit from being more efficient. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you talk about the large scale... <laughs> of gigatons that we're dealing with. That's a huge number. So I would love to continue to see that grow and scale. Kiana, can you do me a favor and answer this question that I ask all the guests that come on? Because I'm just intensely curious. This is a, a planetary issue, but it's it's driven and will be solved by people. So I'm curious why sustainability is an important subject for you and your life and your journey. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, for Convoy, our ship responsibly program is really made up of like two pillars. Our biggest stakeholders are the planet and truck drivers. And what we're seeing from the survey today is that minorities are actually continuing to bear the worst impacts of climate change. And this trend persists from the March 2022 trucking survey, where we recognize that minority carriers are actually experiencing a disproportionate impact of climate change on their communities. Um, when we asked to what degree climate change is affecting their communities, 84% of Asian Americans, 62% of Black Americans, and 76% of Latinos said it was slightly, moderately, or strongly impacting their community. Only 48% of white respondents um, reported feeling an impact of climate change to the same extent. A lot of the work we do here at Convoy is to democratize freight for the small owner operators and make their lives more um, predictable, planable, um, making the truck driving profession more sustainable. Um, I'm 
personally very um, passionate about diversity, equity, inclusion, which is actually why we added um, into our survey this year as um, a, an option for demographic self-identification of childcare responsibilities and caretaking for adults as options. And we saw very, um, not surprising results, but it really brings to life who our audience is. Over half of the respondents have children and one in three truck drivers are a caretaker for an adult. And these findings really do add line up with the average age of commercial truck drivers at 55. You know, this is very interesting for us, especially it drives home the work that we are doing, which is to make the truck driving um, job a more sustainable profession. Thank you for that. I think it's it's noble and it's important to highlight this is one of the most common professions in our country. And it's a hard profession um, that takes a lot out of a lot of people. And we cannot sacrifice the S is what I say a lot of times. The S and ESG can't be sacrificed at the altar of E. At the end of the day, we've got to remember that we are we are people first living on a planet together. And we need to make sure that we're prioritizing loving each other well and caring for one another and trying to do our best to make it continue well past our days here on this earth. So um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I'm glad you guys are doing the work to understand the problems and then allocating the resources accordingly to try and solve them. So cheers to you and the convoy team on to a, you know, continued growth and success. And we'll have to get you back on the show the next time we get a survey out, maybe early next year. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Tyler. It was great to talk to you today. Likewise. Take care. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. 